Welcome to the poot. <laughs> Already off to a bad start. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. This is the podcast all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and even under the gaming table. This is episode 136, and we are just back from Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio, aren't we, Sean? Oh yeah, I'm exhausted. It's a big kick in the old nuts, for sure. You may even hear it in our voices. I think my voice is pretty much recovered. You sound pretty good. I just feel tired. You know how you have to do these self-check-ins on your stress and anxiety level? My natural reaction when somebody says, like, are you okay? Are you stressed? Is to be like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. But I'm feeling it throughout the day. Because not only are we, we did we just do Origins, but we also launched the Kickstarter for That's Not Lemonade. And even the best of Kickstarters are emotional and stressful as you pivot and navigate the different twists and turns of each campaign. I don't know how these people who run 8, 12 campaigns a year do it, because each one is such a heavy investment of time and emotions and energy. It's just one of these things where your soul kind of feels like it's taking a breather on the couch, but it's just tolling. Do you think we made a mistake then, having a Kickstarter at the same time as a game convention? I'm not sure because on the one hand, it was really nice to be able to tell people at the demo table, hey, it's on Kickstarter right now. It's funded. You can go on Kickstarter and get it. And we've been doing a better job of lining our Kickstarters up with releases at major conventions. So that's been sort of our priority this year, I think, is making sure, okay, when we do Kickstarters, we have a great place to release them. I don't know if we made a mistake yet or not. You touch so many people throughout the day. I was on an airplane. It's just like your body is recovering, even if your muscles aren't recovering. It's not a very physically demanding thing. You're on your legs all day, which, you know, sucks. But if you've been a waiter before, you're used to it. You talk all day, which wrecks your vocal cords. On the first day, I feel like I'm very like, hey, hey, how's it going? And making all these jokes. And on the second or third day, you remember like, okay, cool. You don't have to go 110% every time. You could talk. You could take a break. You could talk at a normal volume, especially at Origins. At Gen Con, it's, it's harder because it's so loud there. It's such a different world. I think one of the hardest things is actually when you come home, we have post-convention work to do and so much Kickstarter work to do. When running a race, running uphill is always the worst. It sucks. But I would argue what is worse than running up a hill is when you get to the top of the hill and you have to keep on running because that's when you feel the weight of all the fatigue that your muscles just went through to get you up to that peak and now you just have to run flat still. It totally takes the wind out of your sails. So when we come home, we have to unpack, get ready, do some Kickstarter stuff, and all you want to do is nothing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think that's the best case for not running a Kickstarter at the same time as a major convention. Not only are you not doing work at a convention, you've got this backlog of work piling up back home. You've got manufacturers and fulfillment companies to get in contact with. We've got normal day-to-day stuff. I'm backed up on customer service emails where I send people out if they lost a card at two rooms and a boom and they need a replacement. That stuff keeps going even while you're at a show. Well, we sound like a bunch of downers, so let's flip this around. And Sean, let me ask you, what was the best part of Origins 2018, sir? 
My favorite part was getting to play Mothership with you, Lindsay Road, Don Stroud, and Sir Weenie, Ben Canellos. <laughs> And also just seeing the response to Mothership at the show, both from listeners at home or people who are hearing about it, and then from this sort of new audience of customers, because we don't really make role-playing games. This is our first outing, and so it was really exciting seeing the new people who would come to our booth who were interested in Mothership. How did that feel, Sean? It felt great. You know, anytime anybody takes a chance on one of your games... Uh, It always feels good, but since we've been wearing the publisher hat for a while, with That's Not Lemonade and World Championship Russian Roulette, I forgot how far I'd gotten away from that tense feeling we had with Two Rooms at a Boom when somebody was like, ooh, tell me about this game, and everything's on the line, because not only are your publisher credentials on the line, but your designer credentials are on the line too, or in this case, my graphic designer, illustration credentials. So it felt really good, but it's a vulnerable feeling as well. It's scary. It's so cool that we're getting role players into the booth because the way we had it set up is we had That's Not Lemonade playing up front and center, basically. Really hard to avoid if you walk by our booth. Then to the side, we had World Championship Russian Roulette. But then in the back, we had a back table is where we had stacked up Mothership and Two Rooms and a Boom. So the incredible thing was people would zero in on Mothership and beeline it right past the two tables and go to Mothership. So you can always tell who the role players were because there was that walk of purpose. I'm here for Mothership. So Bored with Life was a big draw. In fact, you told me a story of someone came and got it just because they heard about it on Bored with Life. It's really cool, really fun. (laughs) So what was your favorite part of Origins? I'm so glad you asked, Sean. So glad you asked. Quite a few things. Obviously, people coming to the booth, talking to the knaves, knights, listeners alike. But also, I always enjoy the assassin game. Here's what I'm going to do, Sean. You ready for this, Sean? Yes. Instead of me telling you how the assassin game went, I'm going to have Lindsay Rode do it. Right? Meow. We just have to get this before Lindsay can lie about it. Hey, We're at Origins, what year is it? It's 2018. 2018 Origins, and I'm here with... Lindsay Road. And and I'm just wondering what happened. I just got assassinated. (laughs) But I'll be totally honest, I had a little bit of help this time. That's true. With Mr. Stephen Avery, hey. Hey! So how'd this go down? Let's hear from you. Well, I saw Avery, and I giggled like a little girl. I ran up to him, and then I gave him a hug, and then like I tried to pull back, and he kept hugging me, and I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And then Alec came and slit my throat. (laughs) Yet again. Felt good. Thanks to my friend Stephen Avery, friend of the show. She's really got to get her head in the game. I think she's like 0 and 18. She's doing a Cleveland Browns kind of run oh, against oh, you. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh. You're so right. That's, <laughs> that's part of being in Brown Town, Cleveland, is you can be a diehard fan, but you realize rooting for a lost cause. Hey, you want to hear what some other fans said to some of the same questions we just asked ourselves? Absolutely. We're flipping the mic. What's your name and title, sir? Hi, my name's Nate. I'm a knave. Luca Wetzel, my rank is a knave currently. I'm Jeremy Wong. I'm a Cleveland gamer. I think you have a better title than that. Oh, right. Tuesday night. My name is Gregory Jones, and I am a knave, soon to be a knight. 
Oh, my name is Rick White. I am a knave, and uh, I work with a podcast, One Board Family. My name is Sir David. My submission was I talked about how I got interested in game design. Andrew Money, and I'm a knave. Trey Just, I am also a knave. I'm Dave Tamarkin, and I'm a demo weasel over at Formal Ferret Games. Incorrect, you're a knave. I am also that for the time being. Whoa! <laughs> so you'll be a knight, is what you're yeah. saying. I'm Eric Shvanius, I'm a knave. Kiera. You are not a knave. No, I'm not. <laughs> Why don't you listen to the Tuesday Night Podcast? Because he never told me about it. This is the first time you've ever heard about it? Yes. <laughs> Eric, why didn't you ever tell Kiara about the podcast? She doesn't listen to podcasts, so... Yes, I do. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> what podcast do you listen to? Um, the Board Game Geek ones. Oh, you listen to Board Game Geek? Yeah, whenever you told me to, I listened to a bunch of them. I was on a roll. I just like starting fights. So I'm assuming, are you two in a relationship? Married. Congrats. How long have you been married? Two years... Last Monday. Whoa, happy belated anniversary. <laughs> do you guys play board games as part of your relationship? We do. Favorite board game? Catan. And yours? Terraforming Mars. Oh, no, that's mine. Terraforming you can't Mars. Change it. <laughs> and then Catan. <laughs> Where are we at right now? Uh, we're at Origins 2018. Origins 2018. We are at Origins Game Festival 2018. Origins Game Fair. Origins. And I am at the awesome Tuesday Night Games booth and just finished getting destroyed in this sound lemonade. <laughs> we're at Origins. Origins Game Fair 2018. 2018. 2018. Is this your first Origins? It is my first Origins. What's your podcast about, One Board Family? Our podcast is trying to find more games, get families around the table. My partner has three kids, ages 15 to 10, and so he started it. I try to jump in and help and talk about two-player games and stuff like that. You're just whistling, that's not lemonade, because know, right? there's so much family that plays this game at this con. Speaking of which, what is the best part of Origins? I'd have to probably say the best thing was when Gil said that I had a game that I should definitely be pitching. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're working at a booth with Gil Hova. Yes. And he saw your game, and Gil Hova said you should be pitching this to publishers. Yeah, that's correct. I that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, too. Gil Hova, friend, of course, but he's really honest. He will tell you, like, no, nah, no, nah, this game's not working. But if that's from Gil Hova, what are you doing talking to me, Dave? <laughs> you should be out there pitching the game. Well, maybe that's what I'm doing right now. What's the coolest thing about this year? That's not Lemonade. No way. Shut up, Eric. You shill. Just the overall community community and the acceptance of everyone. Everyone's going to be like, hey, you look lost. Where do you need to go? Everyone is friendly, kind, and it's a family. You know, we can all relate. That's really sweet. The greatest thing is that everyone's super approachable. Unlike Gen Con, it's super easy to walk around, talk to people, and actually play games. So many games, so much to do, not enough sleep. What kept you up late last night? I played Game of Thrones, the board game, till 1 a.m., and uh, I'm very tired now. Did you like it, Game of Thrones board game? Yes. It's a Elevator pitch. You are Alvin from the Chipmunks, and you're going to teach me how to play Game of Thrones board. I'm just fucking with you. I'm sorry. There's no way I'm going to do that. <laughs> this is my first time. I just love getting to talk to designers and hearing about how these things get developed. I've kind of fortunately moved from this I'm in awe of game design and how to be able to talk to people like normal human beings and realize all the care and love that goes into these games. So it's been wonderful to get to hear about that and make some connections with some great people. I've enjoyed it.
probably the best part is the exhibition hall. There's a lot of great games out to be demoed, especially That's Not Lemonade, which is still live on Kickstarter. You son of an awesome <laughs> shell. I love it. I already backed it day one. Looking forward to trying it out here at the Origins booth. I'm just enjoying walking around, seeing all the games. I either had no idea existed already or seeing some of the games that kick-started that I haven't had a chance to see in person yet. Like, I was just over at Dogmite Games looking at... Uh, Countdown yeah. Action Edition yes. by Lindsay Road. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, and her showing it to me, I did not know there was a the Kickstarter. I was actually, while I was walking up, got on the uh, pledge manager, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this now. Lindsay Road has been on our show multiple times. Did you recognize her as the Lindsay Road that has been on the Tuesday Night Podcast regularly? It took me a second, but I heard the voice, and I was like, that does sound like the same Lindsay Road. She had the handy-dandy name tag as well. That helped. That also helped. <laughs> She's the worst. Pathfinder playtest was pretty fun. It was pretty interesting. The second edition, I don't know exactly what they're calling it yet, but... Dungeons and Dragons 3.90. 3.5.5 is what I'm calling it. Give us a spoiler. What are the big changes? I really can't. Oh, really? You had to sign an NDA? Well, they it was more of a... <laughs> it was no, no photos and don't really speak too deeply about this. Did you have to write your name down? Uh, no, I didn't. They have no record that you were there? Well, actually, they do because they have an event ticket with my name on it. That's how they get you then. Well, luckily, that's under my fake name, so... <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler told everyone everything about this. <laughs> Any bad stories from Origins so far? Uh, uh, as long as the other podcasts don't find out. Apparently I did rub some elbows the wrong way with some people who I thought I was pretty close with, and I found out that I was overstepping some lines. That's crazy, Gregor. You're so affable. <laughs> Is it just that they thought you were being too friendly, and you're like, hey, you're not that deep in the onion yet. What gives? Potentially, from what I heard from people is I was inviting myself to things that I wasn't supposed to be invited to, and I was like, just thought it was hanging out. Oh, man. I was just talking to you and asking. Could have just came up and told me that, but no, I had to hear it through the grapevine. I'm so comfortable with you. I feel I could tell you, hey, this is a TKG only. We have a meeting. No offense. And I feel that you would have said, yeah, go ahead. No problem. I'll catch up with you at some point later. Yeah. In their defense, you never know yeah. because it's origins. So yeah. it's like that other side of the coin you just talked about where everyone's friendly, everyone's family. Right. Well, maybe not. No. I don't, maybe I'm taking it a little too personally. You know, I don't have any friends, so it's like, oh, everyone's my friend. I get no. I'm sad and pathetic. You are not a dullard. <laughs> Let me just verify this. I don't want to crush on you too bad, but we have plenty of people that don't take social cues. Like We've had people come up and start playing a game on our demo table. What? Why do you think this is okay? We have a business we're trying to run. This is like setting up a subway shop in a Quiznos. Is, is Quiznos even still around? Yeah. They're still in the airports and whatnot. You know, that's, I think that's the only place they are at. So We're rambling because we're having fun. Now, you got a wristband for visiting our booth last year. Did you get one this year? Yes, I did. It's beautiful. Do you still have the old one? Yeah, somewhere. You lying son of a gun. No, you li- it's somewhere. I just don't know where. It's somewhere. Favorite part of the podcast and least favorite part of the podcast? I definitely like the elevator pitches. Uh, I think it's good to see people trying to pitch their game, especially if you're given a, a funny character. I guess my least favorite part is it's too short. You need to go to at least two hours. Story of my life. <laughs> too short. Best part and or worst part of the podcast? Good banter. Funny people. I like, there was some good episodes, like there was uh, an episode about sexism in board game culture. Stuff like that is something I'm really interested in right now, so that was cool to hear about, because not so talked about subjects, besides the, the good board game banter. I think it's the acting, like when you 
start or end a podcast, you change up your voice and... Oh, you like the special voices, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. (laughs) It's really funny. How old are you, sir? I am 10. We swear on the podcast, so I'm surprised. You don't care and your parents don't care? No, I listen to music that's worse. Oh, and so they don't mind? Um, my dad does. My mom doesn't. Oh, your dad minds about the music, but not about the podcast? He doesn't mind about the podcast, he minds about the music, yeah. Do you think that's hypocritical, that he cares about the music and not the podcast? The reason he doesn't care about the music is because he supports your podcast and he's been on your podcast and he's familiar with it. As for my music, he... So he's a fan of the podcast, so it's okay it has that language, but because he's not a fan of your music, you're not allowed to have that swearing in the music. Kind of, yeah. Best part is the sense of humor that approaches the games. I don't hear giant rules descriptions that bore me to death. Elevator pitch is the perfect way to get the rules across without making me cry from boredom. (laughs) What's the worst part of the podcast? I I don't know. I'm entertained thoroughly most of the time, I would say. You can say Sean McCoy. Get rid of McCoy. Obviously the worst part of the... No, I'm just kidding. That's not not true at all. Not true at all. No, I love it. I, I just... I'm good. Y'all keep doing your thing. Sometimes you can tell when people are like, it's their first time being on a podcast. And <laughs> this is my first time, but yeah, so. I- <laughs> Anything else you want to tell the knaves, knights, and listeners alike? They're listening to you, so they're already geniuses. Alan is as handsome as ever, and congratulations on your assassination of Lindsay Road. <laughs> Thank you and thank you, sir. Craig, you're awesome. I'm going to do a quick shout-out to a game that Sean and I were talking about called Knights Black Agents. It's the only game that encourages you to have a huge board full of red string and uh, Polaroid photos. So check it out if you like vampires. Your games are really fun. Oh, thanks, man. Anything you want to tell our knaves, knights, or our listeners alike? I love you all. You're all beautiful. Origins is amazing. Tuesday Night Games has some great stuff out there that people should check out. I love it. You're such a shell, Rick. Be sure to put in your submissions to become a knight for Tuesday Night Games. You definitely need to come out and see Alan and Sean live because they're even more awesome in person. You. When we were coming here, we listened to the most recent Tuesday Night podcast. I just heard about That's Not Lemonade on the podcast. So I just learned about Mothership, and it's been reminding me of Fallout franchise. What makes you think of Fallout when you look at the Mothership rulebook? The skill tree and, like, when you hit someone in a certain part, it does more damage, just like the VAT system in Fallout. Thank you so much, and have some fun. Back at you. Man, you're such a shill. Man, that's really exciting that all those people wanted to come by and say hi. It's always great to meet knaves and knights and hear about their different experiences of the show or the stories that are going on in their lives. We really get to know the listeners and our fans at these shows because they come by the booth and when it's slow, we can hang out and just talk about what's going on, what's going on with them, how they heard about us. And that really gives us an idea of what you guys are looking for and just gets to help us build the community a little bit. What was the worst part of Origins for you, Sean, now that we swung it around and talked about the best part and what we loved? What don't you like about Origins or what didn't you like this year? We were a little light on help this year, which meant that you and I were heavy on running in the booth and running demos. It didn't detract that much because it's Origins. like So we didn't have all these meetings with manufacturers who flew in from out of town that we had to go see. But it does exhaust you. 
I think we're moving into a model where we're going to do more, for lack of a better term, part-time volunteers. So instead of paying for badge, hotel room, everything, instead, what we'll do is offer people some free stuff if they volunteer for a shorter stint. That way we have more volunteers, and it's an introductory type of volunteer system where if you do really well, we'll probably ask, hey, come on back, do some more, and then eventually upgrade your status. Almost like tryouts? But it's a weird tryout because it's basically like, hey, why don't you try out? And if you do well enough, we'll ask you to keep doing us favors. It really doesn't make too much sense. What was the worst part of your time at Origins? What do you think, Sean? What's the story that I would share that said, you know what? This was pretty shitty. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. What was it? Uh, Sean, I was in such a bad spot on Saturday. You just said, it's time for you to walk away from the booth. Just go. Walk oh, away. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you cut your ear off like Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> I have really hairy ears and it's embarrassing, but I know I'm not the only one out there. So every once in a while, I just take the razor and I shave my ears and I nicked it. I nicked it first thing in the morning on Saturday. <laughs> but that wasn't the huge problem. The huge problem was so many people kept asking me if I was a hemophiliac. It just did not stop bleeding. <laughs> For like a day. I was getting, I wasn't worried, but I was getting close to the point where I was like, this seems a little weird. You just wouldn't clot. We had band-aids. I had a first aid kit in the booth, which I always carry, but never really use. And we had all sorts of band-aids coming out and it was just soaking through and dripping on your shirt. <laughs> ruined the new shirt. New Tuesday night shirt, ruined. New pair of pants, ruined. Although someone said toothpaste, we'll get it out, but it's probably too late at this point. You know, imagine you have to give a speech. You have to give a five-minute speech. You want to be in your best form possible. That's the worst time to have something that distracts from your comfort, whether it be a bad hair day or a boner or a zit or something like that. Imagine that five-minute speech being a nine-hour speech where you're giving pitch after pitch of That's Not Lemonade, World Championship Russian Roulette, Mothership, Two Rooms and a Boom, Necroboomicon. It's not a zit or anything. It's that you're bleeding. When it would soak through the bandages and would start dripping on my shoulder, people were mortified. Some people really freaked out. And I understand that blood is one of the most common phobias, but holy crap, people just wanted to cut and run. Oh my goodness. And one of your biggest pet peeves is when you have an injury or you're hurt or you're sick or whatever, it's people checking in on you constantly. And bleeding from your head is one of those things that everyone, strangers, friends, foe alike, is going to be like, hey, are you okay, man? Hey, what's going on there? Hey, man, uh, are you all right? It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. In fact, you've learned this as being my bestie. Everyone has their own instruction manual. Some people's are thicker than others. Just little weird isms. Between you and me, when I get hurt and I say, ow, or you hear me clang something or drop something on my foot, what is your response supposed to be? What have you learned Alan's favorite response to Alan screaming in pain? Shut up. <laughs> That's right. So if you hear me and I go, ah, what you're supposed to say is shut up. <laughs> That's right. 
Just because it's like, not only do I have to worry about my bloody ear, but now I have to worry about your feelings and explain to you what's going on. And for all of those of you that in the future want to come up and tell someone how to stop their ear from bleeding if they're like me, there's only one thing that really worked. What was the one thing that finally worked, Sean? Super glue. <laughs> Super glue. Speaking of crises and blood and running around like crazy and exhaustion, I know that you're short on time and so am I because I got to start working on this Mothership episode and you got a lot of judging to do. For the NERPGs coming this Gen Con. So I think we should end this episode ASAP. You ready, sir? Yep, let's do it. If you want to follow the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at PlayTKG. Please submit your questions, comments, concerns, better yet, your Nave Tonight's missions. By writing in podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I think with that being said, Sean, this episode is... Finished. Especially using weird voices now that we know Luca loves it. What a good kid. Luca, hey, here's my grandma voice. Come and sit. Well, now it's just getting creepy.